0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative
1: Daily Podcast is back. We never left. It's like we're always going to be here. And now, your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Altman. Welcome back, second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Why am I on the TV screen again? Whoa. Come on. Oh, three of you. On there.
0: Oh, three no, of you
1: had a couple of days to do this.
0: Why are you reigning this... over me? You reign yeah, over where's me. Where's my background? Look out the window. You look good in the window.
1: It fit the other oh, day. Oh, you
0: look so good. Come on. Come on. This looks like. Come
1: on, this man. Looks like, this Let's is Tara That's what this is. This podcast is brought back. to you by. This broadcast is brought to you by AirMedCare Network. Make sure you go to airmedcarenetwork.com if you haven't already sponsored the show. The premier insurance plan to cover you should you ever need to be airlifted in a medical emergency, whether you live in a remote area, like to frequent that area, hiking, fishing, hunting, whatever, or if you live in the suburbs. Listen, we've talked to a lot of people who have had to be airlifted to a hospital, not because they live in some remote area, but because it it was rush hour and they couldn't get to the hospital by ambulance. They had to be airlifted just from one suburb to the other. You're going to want to make sure you check out Network For $85, your entire household will be covered for one year should an emergency strike, and you need to be airlifted. So you're going to want to go to airmedCareNetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. You'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, go to www.airmedCareNetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Okay. All right. This... uh, do we? We don't have we don't have names. <laughs> no, no, we don't have names
0: either. All right, so I'm a, I'm gonna introduce Jake. Actually, Jake is gonna introduce Jake. He's kind of introvert-ish, right? Is that is that a, is that an accurate statement? He's sweating a little bit. Uh,
2: no, no, I'm not. Um,
0: talking to the mic. Yeah, talking to the mic. Yeah. This Eat is, the mic. This is Eat name. the mic. Right like,
2: this. like put my mouth on it.
0: No, don't, don't put your mouth on it. Oh, okay. It is Pride Month. But <laughs> it don't, is, it please is Pride don't Month. Put, Honor. Please don't put your, put the, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, no. N- no lips on it, please.
2: So uh, what, what kind of introduction would you like? You introduce me. No, I want you to I introduce. I, I'm an introvert. I don't know. And in
0: the red corner. <laughs> so, so Jake, by the way, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, I will tell you, for those of you that don't know, we're going we're gonna to put his story up here um Jake worked for I, I mean I, I want you to do the introduction
2: okay so there's a lot going all right on someone's there. gotta do the introduction <laughs> there's, <a lot laughs> Cause of, there's, there's no a names lot, on the screen there's a lot going on in this story uh, so bear with me so, so sta- I, state your
1: full name for everyone because we don't my, have names on the screen my
2: name is Jake Frejo and I got caught up in this whole mess that Joe's about to show you I born and raised in New York spent many years in New York City went to college in New York City I was a real estate broker, built my own business with a partner, a developer in, in South Brooklyn. Business was going great. <clears throat> More so of a, a libertarian in that I just never really wanted to be involved in politics or anything. I go to an event, Gavin Guinness is speaking, and in a nutshell, this, this, this fight breaks out. Speaking of the mic. This fight you breaks Yeah, stand out. closer
1: to the we,
2: mic. We, no one can hear you. Okay. So you got it, know. yeah. Good? Okay. Yeah, it's good. So this fight that's on the screen... Uh, I mean, Joe's not showing it yet I'm, sh-
0: I'm going to show it here in a minute
2: So we go to this event uh, I'm doing door service at the event It was the Metropolitan Republican Club And it was a uh, Speaker series by Gavin McGinnis He was doing uh, the anniversary of the Assassination of a Japanese socialist Leader Very tongue in cheek um, parody Skit And Antifa showed up They had about 150 people outside All ski masks screaming the night before they destroyed the club, they broke the windows, they graffitied it, broke the cameras, glued the lock shut, left some manifesto saying they're going to come back and cause physical violence if the event wasn't shut down. But the event went ahead. So fast forward the next night, the event takes place. Great success. People are exiting the building and it's a war zone. The Upper East Side of Manhattan has essentially turned into Battle Royale. Of Even the, today. Ma- right, yeah, no, the whole city is in shambles now. So, Battle Royale of thugs and ski masks beating people with walkers, throwing bottles of urine on people, multiple instances of you know guests leaving, getting assaulted. and then the largest group leaves last, and we're police escorted as through a chanting mob of people. And as we're moving down Park Avenue, two blocks down the the escort from NYPD breaks off, and we're intercepted from the side by probably six, six to eight masked uh, thugs, and they throw bottles at us, they provoke the fight, and we handled it accordingly. Talk into the mic, people, people want to hear you. They handled it, yeah. a, we handled it accordingly. They, I, I, I don't think they estimated how many people were coming around the corner, <laughs> and the fight it didn't end well for them. Uh, so given this, the, the timing of the event, it was a few weeks prior to the midterms in New York City, so they needed to make the most of it. And they twisted the narrative and turned it into pretty much, uh, you know, white supremacist, uh, neo-Nazis, beat-down minorities in the name of Donald Trump. And that, they ran with it, and it became this monster in my life for a year and a half of being doxxed, having to move apartments, people are showing up on my doorstep, threatening bodily harm, people are stalking me, they're putting all sorts of information on the internet, and... uh, You know, I navigated that course. I had to step away from the real estate business for a while. It's not really good when you have a client that is afraid of their townhouse being burnt down with a Molotov cocktail. So, disappeared, reinvented myself, ended up working at Project Veritas for a little over a year, Uh, you know, pretty much saw the craziest things over the course of 2020 as everyone was shutting down and being pushed into a box. I'm seeing the uh, the country from pretty much every city possible, and most of them were in flames and complete destruction so left there and now I'm here in Colorado starting another company uh, with Joe actually and that's kind of a story and so we wanted to bring some light to I I guess the (laughs) the absurdity of the media and the circumstances that were and what was what was portrayed so I hope that was a good enough introduction but these are sick, sick, violent people, and one of the one of the things that hits close to home for me is I got to see New York over the course of two decades evolving into you know coming out of the destruction. I really have to be that close. To this yes. thing? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's her name?
0: Yeah. Well, it's not. A, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to lean into the mic. Okay. Right. So
2: I, uh, I I had the the benefit of seeing New York grow throughout the early two thousands into what probably peaked in 2018 as this stuff was happening. Thriving City, you know, Brooklyn was going crazy. The Bronx was catching on. And it was this really efficient shift of millennials moving into the cities to stimulate, you know, previously destroyed areas that were destroyed by, you know, lack of better words, Democrat policy. And there was this life and momentum and energy and this melting pot of diversity and creativity from people all over the world plus the community that was there and working in real estate with developers i could see the benefit of what of the change that was taking place you know rising tide lifts all ships and to see it now to see the, the state it's in they set the place back 100 years in 12 months so once again You know, in the name of anti-racism, all of these privileged white kids running around burning these uh, developing cities down, uh, developing boroughs down. You know, they've they've destroyed the very communities they say they are for. And to me, that's the greatest uh, hypocrisy that's being fed to people: is that they come in, they become radicalized, they destroy the cities in the name of the people that you know they market themselves as supporting and then they leave. And so New York has lost like 1.2 million people, millennials. And yeah. they come in and it's like a it's like a uh, it's like a plague almost of destruction. And I think we have some of the content, but all of these people were connected you know very privileged white people, Broadway types, their parents were connected in the, you know, arts, academia. And <coughs> You know, some of the guys I got arrested with, ten people in total, were some of the most, you know, diverse group of people. You know, a few of the guys had interracial families. There was, I believe there's a Jewish kid, uh, myself, my, my dad's an immigrant, came here pretty much with nothing in the 70s, and made the American dream for himself. And to watch the power that the media has twist the narrative into the actual white supremacists, the privileged white. Eastern European communist ideological, you know, movement that has uh, burnt these cities to the ground, it's, uh, it's really, really disturbing. And then, uh, you know, having spent years in Brooklyn in that community, that inner city community, and, and, and seeing the beauty of it and, and seeing it then get ripped to pieces, you know, it's, <laughs> we live in upside down clown world. And then just the whole process going through, you know, the court system, in in Manhattan, uh, how how horribly corrupt it is. There is no such thing as so, justice under the law. It's justice under the narrative.
0: So so we're we're going to start here. I'm going to show you a picture of the video that they use to identify pe- identify you, right? Mm-hmm. And um and I want you to pay attention to what happens because the they start by violently throwing things at you.
2: Those were bottles filled with urine. Yeah.
0: So go ahead and play that cut that I just sent you, Josh, the, if you would. The gate. You got the gate in the background? I'm sorry? Yes, the gate. Mm. There's no volume, people.
2: No. Just you can imagine the sounds, though. Uh, one second, not
0: playing, second. So we're about to show you the video that changed the trajectory of Jake's life. Now, Jake, they, they came out and said that everyone's a proud boy.
2: Yeah, I, I was actually just um, I was just affiliated with the club at the time and was
0: here. We go. Let's watch this. Real quick. I
1: have to talk over it because people who listen to the audio version aren't going to listen to just 20 seconds of silence. What? So why do it, it down? Ex- put it explain, back? Up. Explain what we're watching.
0: OK, so here's the video. Why don't we just go back to the beginning really quick and we're you going to have to narrate
1: what we're watching. So okay. go to the beginning.
0: So this is where Antiva throws a bottle at them, and then they come and they fight back. I, I don't know. Yeah. What,
2: so the, what, to the right of the camera is the corner of it's a corner of Park Avenue and 82nd Street. So there's just like this almost comical line of guys that they didn't see. They they saw you know a tail end of what they thought were a few guys, and then they end up getting swarmed by 30 people. And there's a lot of hugging and wrestling on the ground. I mean, that guy, the guy, the guy on the fence is John. He has a black wife and four interracial children with her, and he got railroaded. He's in jail for four years now. And if you look at all of the people that none of these people got arrested uh, for this, uh, you know, the, the antagonists, none of them got arrested. Uh, but ironically, down the road, during the riots in 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 June of 2020, I noticed the one that just got kicked right there in in in, uh well i'm not sure what gender he is uh but he got arrested in downtown manhattan by by Flatiron district for causing like six hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to storefronts and then so then i could pinpoint who and what and you know what 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 the connections were and it made no it made perfect sense why the da's office didn't go after any of these guys even when i submitted you know Verified leads to find these people. Uh, I was actually um, in Brooklyn at, at a Whole Foods and saw the same guy applying for a job. Said that, that to the FBI, who they just wanted to talk to me about, you know, they wanted to see if I was up to anything. I was like, look, I was just at an event and, and got jumped and fought back. So I'm, I'm not sure what you want here. And when the truth came out in June of last year of who these people were, their all super connected their parents are you know producers art gallery types yeah
0: there was a whole story on this Uh so so the the one uh you know the
2: the the crew that got arrested for the vandalism of the storefronts that's a lot of damage to cost six hundred thousand dollars it's a lot uh so they get arrested and if you look at the um the i guess the demographics of who got arrested they're all white they're all white And super privileged, you know, they're all private university types. And there's this disgusting belief in the mainstream media that these people are, you know, warriors for justice. And they've done it. I've seen it in Philly, I've seen it in DC, I've seen it in Portland, Minneapolis, uh, New York specifically. They have set back previously, you know, oppressed neighborhoods and removed. All opportunity once they finish their LARPing of burning down and you know playing social justice warrior so
0: well I mean so here here's I, w- I want to talk about one person and in, in, in particular that was arrested and uh, was uh, sentenced to four years in jail right so this is a father he's mm-hmm. an engineer
2: he was actually a steel inspector that he was like one of the lead steel inspectors for the World Trade Center the Freedom Tower and go ahead and tell it John's last name is uh, John Kinsman, this is this is the most tragic of of the stories. Two, two out of the ten guys got locked up. I mean, some of them for four years. Some of them got sentences like six months of alternating weeks in jail. They, 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 they purposely tried to make life hell for all of these people. And there were no victims. So the court case was me versus the state because no one, and, and then it goes back to, you know, kind of I guess the the, the explanation as to why that was i would assume most of these people you know it was a a planned strategized event and you know they cover for each other and the da the da's office in new york is so filthy and corrupt uh so john you know this guy right before he gets locked up his wife gives birth so you know they talk about fatherless black children uh, but this one doesn't count this one doesn't count so
0: they let people out they let a guy out yesterday in Detroit who shot a six-year-old boy Mm -hmm. trying to retrieve his bike. So we'll show you that story, too. But, um, Josh, go ahead and put up the picture of John, please, and his family. So this is John. John is serving four years in jail. They're
2: about a year into it, so I can't can't even imagine what their perspective. Max and John are four years in jail. I can't imagine the perspective these people have seeing – you know, Put it back up. What they got roped up into and then seeing how things have uh, evolved or devolved.
0: This, this is a family man. This is a family man who is married to a black woman, has beautiful kids, four beautiful kids, sentenced to four years in jail when Antifa antagonizes them, throws bottles filled with urine. Go ahead and take it down. Bottles filled with urine and said that the Proud Boys are a racist organization, right? That's what they said. And and they used him as an example of, what, well, what? They, this they, is the
2: craziest part. They ran into a problem with this situation because he was, you know, he was the most noticeable guy, you know, because he's like six foot seven and size of a refrigerator, and he was going to town on these guys. And so he um, he gets picked up first, and, you know, they, they go out on the offense, and... Show a picture of his wife and his kids because the whole narrative is white supremacist hate uh hate crime none of these guys got charged there were never any charges related to hate crime um so he gets uh picked up first and this picture comes out and then you know new york times does damage control and there's some article that was written titled to you know explain the situation of him having being a white supremacist with black wife and kids Explaining the rise, the surprising I think the title is The Surprising wa- Rise of Multiracial White Supremacy. So they just moved the goalposts. Multiracial, multiracial White, white supremacy. supremacy. So, in, 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 and there are a few articles. The New York Times one was the most ridiculous. Uh, but the multiracial white supremacy idea is that uh, women of color or men of color that have uh, significant others that are not of the same color... It is a, a, a dynamic of a modern day master slave complex that they are in that relationship to reinforce the desire to own the uh, lesser race as by as defined by these outlets. Wow! And so they just move the goalposts, and they, they it's 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 sick and disgusting, and you know, I I I'm probably being conservative in saying that what happened in New York, the damage that happened in New York, it will never go back to what it was. No, well, of, it can't
0: because the people that are running it are trash.
2: There's something like $10 billion in, in in damage just in the real estate sector of lost rents. And, you know, if you understand the real estate game in New York, there's a lot of leverage. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, equity pu- being pulled out of buildings to, you know, buy others in portfolios. And really strategically, what they did, you know, from an economics angle, and it's... It's uh, from an economics angle, it was a a, a strategized destruction of the economy of of the state of New York or the city. And, you know, I guess, you know, in, in going back to communist ideology, you want to seize the means of production or, you know, crash a market to take it over. And that that unfortunately, I think, is what's going to happen. A lot of the buildings I helped open four years ago. That were you know hot spots they would fill up in three months they're empty and in foreclosure now and so at a certain point their master plan of sending in their shock troops to destroy these places you know it's every everything is going to look like detroit you know the worst parts of detroit by the very near future and it's uh, you know in in north of 14th street in manhattan is is a war zone it's a every storefront has a for lease sign in it and uh, the thing that's not even being talked about is, is, is an economic collapse and catastrophe that has been covered up by virtue signaling in yeah. the name of doing, you know, doing good, but breaks my heart.
0: We, we, we are going to get to a place where we hold them accountable. We're going to get to a place where we call out what should be people protecting the people in their community. Who don't like the fact that these privileged little white people and I'll call them what they are little crap bags Antifites. and and what's really important what's really important to know is there, there was a story written about you by a Doha uh, Madani
2: there are a lot of stories I think I made uh, international she's, outlets.
0: she's she's a Antifa member
2: what, where, which article is this this is
0: the Doha she works for uh, let me see if I can find it. she's an Antifa member 100% Antifa member
2: yeah, well, it's funny. One of the guys that led the doxing charge, he's, uh, his name is Anti-Fash Gordon. He's still on Twitter. So uh, I, I think it's funny because even going back to like a Project Veritas video that there was a doorstop they had done. CBS News. And there was like ABC a, a number on a poll and Twitter said that that was justifiable cause for doxing an address to incite harm. So they pulled, pulled the Twitter account. Now... All of these Antifa accounts are still up and active, and all of my information was put out on there, calling, direct calls for harm and destruction of me and my personal property. And can you
0: hold a gu- Can you own a gun in New York City?
2: No, you you can't even own pepper spray without registering it. And when you do get it, it's so, about that much. So
0: they doxed you. Yep. And you had no way to protect yourself because you can't carry a knife either no. with a, with a blade longer than two and a half inches. So you can't have a knife longer two and a half inches. These criminals have guns. They're Antifa members. They travel in packs of little weak people. So you were being hunted in New York City.
2: Yes. So, you know, I, I learned to blend in. But Wait, hold know. on a
0: second. You were being hunted in New York City because the New York City prosecutor's office released that information out to the public, did not release the information of the people that attacked you guys first then arrested all of you, charged you, put two in jail, called you all white supremacists, gave it to the news sites, and then had them even further attack you, putting your life in jeopardy. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I have people showing up on my doorstep. You know, I, I, I moved apartments. I, I've essentially had to live a life going off the grid and many, many other you know, parts of a you know, normal person would, would you know, take for granted and it's because of that it's it's (laughs) they send they they sent they send out hitman and going back to this guy antifesh gordon he um you know they 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 cover they cover their their ugly truths by projecting their virtue signaling onto others and there's an article written about this guy that he had had like a transgender Roommate, and he had said horrible things to him. And, like, there, you know, the guy was, uh, you know, harassing and demeaning and racist. So, it's all of these things that they say they aren't, they are. And they have their media lackeys. And, you know, I, I've become very involved in, 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 in holding the media accountable, whether it's places I've worked or things I'm working on. It is, it is the media is a weapon of war. Uh, and the, the the war is
0: information.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know,
0: and propaganda. All right. So how do you feel? How do you feel about what has happened to you? And, and I for, you know, Jake didn't want to come on here. Jake, that you didn't see yourself as a victim. You just didn't want to deal with it. You didn't. You know, And in large part, I said, look, I need you to step out. I need you to feel like you can step out. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You didn't do anything wrong. And then that's how I found out about the rest of the story that they got four years. And as we're going through that, I'm getting even more and more anxious and angry that we've weaponized our society against you and others. And but yet they want they want to do police, you know, reform as they throw people in jail for holding people accountable for being terrorists.
2: Yeah. So you know, if you if you look at the you know the similar way that sheriffs are elected, DAs are also elected, and you should just you know take some time, follow the money on, you know, state by state. It, it's generally the same thing that, you know, interest group money helps get these people elected. And so once you once you on the, you know, the biggest risk to this is you own the justice system. You can buy the justice system on a state by state level. And then it, I guess, goes up to even a federal level. Yeah. And, you know, SDNY one and, and that whole DA's office, there is. No justice, only a narrative. And if you go and you look into some of these DAs and ADAs, you know, a good amount of the money goes back to Soros or organizations of, of, of his, um, you know, associations. And I fear for the future because there is no there is no such thing as justice. It's whatever we want to mold it to be. We will drop the hammer on you.
0: Well, it's justice. It's called just us, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. I I often say, Jake, that we're at a place where the beaches of Normandy. We're on the beaches of Normandy, and they're great sacrifices to be made. But how do you deal with terrorism if you don't actually cut it out?
2: That's a tough question. I mean, there until the media, it's, it, it rests in the hands of the media. I, I I don't believe any of these communities like having any of these these people come into their communities. They just destroy everything williamsburg brooklyn would be a perfect example there was so much opportunity that blew up in you know a five-year time frame on on bedford avenue and uh, there were so many jobs and 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 opportunities for inner city growth and you know I'll, i'll go off on a tangent and one of the things that even from a state legislative level that took place was the passage of the Rent Reform Act. And they, you know, as, as these neighborhoods were booming, you know, developers had the opportunity to raise, you know, renovate properties, rents are going up. And there's always this one-sided narrative that, you know, raising rents attacks the underprivileged or the, you know, the, 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 the minority communities. And in New York, having been heavily involved in real estate, that really isn't the case in that, if your family, if you had had a family apartment, a rent stabilized apartment for 40 years in your family and you're paying $400 a month for the apartment, you had the opportunity for the landlord to buy you out. So okay. uh, many of the people living in these apartments, you know, low income, and then they have this kind of golden goose opportunity in a free market sense to take a buyout. It's not the landlord, is not going to Force them out. I mean, there are instances of shitty landlords that—that's what the cap, they, you know, the the media will try to hammer out. But if you take uh, a uh, you know uh, an apartment that is at four hundred dollars a month, there are certain rules that you have where you can do uh, major capital investments. There's a death, va- uh, there's a death uh, vacancy rate rise. So these landlords, it's in their incentive to get some of these old tenants out, and so in exchange for moving. I've seen tenants you know be offered $250,000 cash to leave. And so that opportunity of hey, you know, super you know, if you're on the low income side of things and now someone's offering you a quarter million dollars cash, you can take your family and go to a much better area. You can go buy land and a house and you can you can you know, you 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 have you have in some sense been able to obtain one version of the American dream. And under the guise of, uh, you know, racism, that this is a racist practice, New York banned that. So it's no longer in the, I think it's a 2019 rent reform law. They made it illegal for landlords to offer tenants buyouts, which they would willingly accept. Right. You know, it's their option. If they don't want to leave, they don't have to leave. Right. So they'd offer them these buyouts and now it's no longer possible. And so they tank the value of all of these properties and so what you're going to end up having is landlords are underwater the buildings are going to fall into disrepair the landlords that can't you know that got in in the past 10 to 15 years will probably lose the buildings and will go into holdings of banks and the banks will fail to you know keep the buildings up to date or improve them and now you know if you had an offer on the table for two hundred fifty thousand dollars to leave your apartment good luck now you got to stay there so You know, and it's all done under this guise of uh, equality. And then you stick these people in that situation. And then over the past year in 2020, you burn down every component and destroy every component that brought that previous opportunity to the table for them. In that there's now no longer the demand for a landlord to have an apartment vacant so he can renovate it and you know rent it to someone that's you know going to pay two three times as much
0: so they're going to destroy that so
2: so it's literally black magic that the, the these a combination of these activists in conjunction with legislation and politicians and with the aid of the media have all been holding hands to send these communities back 100 years. And that is unfortunately what will happen. I, I-
0: Or what is happening?
2: I'm in North Carolina. I moved to North Carolina because New York, in my opinion, is a complete, um, well, I can't curse, but it's, it's a dump. And if you go to these rural areas in these smaller cities, they're booming. And the, common <clears throat> the commonality of everyone that's moving there is they're all saying, screw the West Coast and screw the Northeast. And so what they do is they parade around, they burn the place down, and then they move on. And then they bring it elsewhere. And it spreads like a cancer. And I'm I'm not really sure what you can do about it. Besides I, I think the real win is in showing that <clears throat> to the black and Hispanic communities, many of which have, you know, worked for generations, built up family businesses, they've busted their ass. You know, convince those communities that these privileged white kids have no interest in helping you. They have no interest in making things better for you. They just want to play in their virtual reality world and then move on and do it elsewhere. So it's sick. It's It's it's, the sickest, disheartening thing I've seen.
0: So so this article actually says that John Kinsman was um, only going to get a year. It says that Kinsman... So Uh, explain the fact that... (laughs) Kinsman and Hare, and by this is what you get with the media. The Kinsman and Hare, so the others arrested were John Kinsman. We'll just stay there for a minute. Um, were charged with attempted assault in the second degree and riot in the second degree, mm-hmm. could face up to a year in jail on a plea.
2: Um, I think that's wrong actually. They were hit with felony charges. Okay. So they were those were all those were felony charges. So what um, But they lied.
0: I mean, they lied and they ended up getting four years. Well, they needed near to, the maximum. They, right, sentence.
2: right, right. So they needed to meet a narrative. And this was, this was, I guess my, in some sense, my growing up moment to see how screwed we really are in terms of these justice systems, that they railroad you, use the media to do it, and then they offer you uh, an option. My, 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 my charge is, for example, I was looking at several years in jail as well, but they offered me the plea deal. And so I took the plea deal because four. the plea deal was five days community service, I picked up cans in a park. So I got out you know, incredibly easy and lucky in the whole process and these guys were so confident that they had done nothing wrong that they offered them a plea deal for one year instead when they were really facing four. And so they take it to, they take it to a jury and they get railroaded. And then if you look at what was fed to the jury, I mean, there's a there's a video of, of, of people exiting the club and one of them is of John. And John's uh, exiting the club and there's a mob outside. There's a mob outside behind police barricades. You know, f- pretty much they should have had pitchforks. It was something yeah. out of medieval times. And John is waving. There's a picture of this. John's waving and he's holding a lighter in his hand and he's waving and at this moment they freeze frame it and the DA, the prosecution, says... Here's an, here's an example of what a white supremacist this guy is. He left the club and blatantly did uh, a Roman salute. So they use that in, in the presentation to the jury. And then, right before they rested the case...
0: So they lied. They lied, So, yeah. so you're telling and, me they lied.
2: <clears throat> and they use the media
0: yeah. so, to
2: so help push this. There's a bunch of articles on this. So, uh, right before they rested their case, John was leaving his appearance, and he's being swarmed by media and he's blocking the media like this and they so his hands at this point and they get him on the cha- or they 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 take that photo again and they're like look this man is clearly not been cured you know he has not understood the ways of his evil nature he must be locked up and when you pick a jury from New York and i mean god only knows that the state got to pick the jury so yeah. i'm sure that was unbiased and uh, now he's in jail and for they, four years. The, the, the real you know the real kicker is kind of how uh, Cuomo sent I think it was Cuomo, was Cuomo the one that the state trooper was sleeping with his daughter, and then he, yeah. yeah yeah and then he re, yeah. he he reassigned him like pretty much the Canadian border. So there's some guy from Long Island or something, and Cuomo was pissed that uh, his daughter backed the blue or the blue backed his daughter, and then he sends uh, uh, Max and John all the way up pretty much to the Canadian border. So John's wife lives in Chicago, so for her to go see him, it, it's nearly impossible to reach easily by plane. And if she needs to drive, it's like 18, 19 hours of driving from Chicago.
0: Th- this is what they do to mm-hmm. people who stand up to Antifa crap bags, to terrorists. This yeah. is what they do. They, yeah. they punish the family, they punish these kids, right? And it was a fight. And by the way, they showed up for the fight. Antifa threw bottles filled with urine, and yet John got four years. See, if Antifa wouldn't have attacked them, they wouldn't have gotten their teeth kicked in, but somehow it became John's fault. Right. This is how upside down these terrorists on the left are. This is it. And, Max, you've been super, super quiet.
1: I'm soaking it all in. I'm soaking it all in, but we have to to mention uh, that with with everything going on with that— it's a great segue to tell everyone about the sponsor of the show, Burna HD. You can't carry it in New York. You can't have it on your person in New York, but Burna HD will help you defend yourself in a non-lethal way. You're gonna want to make sure you go to www.burna.com. And if you use promo code conservative10, you'll get 10% off this non-lethal defensive. Weapon the burn the Berna HD can fire kinetic rounds, which are basically rubber bullets, rub- rubber balls or pepper balls, which we've shown on the podcast in recent days, just how quickly that can disable people and, and give up and get rid of their will to fight lots of police uh, departments are using it 50,000 consumers trust Berna as their non lethal option for self defense. So, again, you're going to want to go to b y r n a B-Y-R-N-A.com, and use promo code CONSERVATIVE10 to receive a 10% discount on your purchase, and that cannot be combined with any other special offers or bundles. Yeah, I'm just soaking it all in. It's a really interesting story.
0: Well, it's an interesting story, but it's not. The, the thing that I want people to understand is that this is happening every single day. This is what's happening in our terroristic environment, that is run by the left. These people on the left, they don't want equality. They don't want inclusivity. They want exclusivity. They want to exclude everyone except for this communist Marxist ideology. We are on the beaches of Normandy. We are dealing right now with the beaches of Normandy. And by the way, more problems that Facebook's doing, they're stopping you from being able to see new comments unless you uh, refresh. They're, They're limiting the number of people that can actually be on the story itself. You know, this is why we are going to sue them. And, and frankly, I've had enough of them. I've had enough of all these tech companies throttling back truth. They don't want you to see truth. They don't want you to hear truth. They want only to, to promote this radical terroristic ideology. It's crazy. It's crazy. We are at, we are at that moment, Max. We're at that moment. And Jake, we've talked about how we're gonna grow and add technology and build new things, but we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna let the left, the terrorists and the media that has been hijacked by foreign interests.
2: And look, you can say, oh, you don't like foreigners. We're all foreigners. It's funny, when I'll go back to one of my experiences in 2020. I was in D.C. in June. And I was in D.C. in June. I was in D.C. in June, and it was something out of science fiction nightmare, Orwellian dystopia. the The entire place was a ghost town. Besides, really, um, mentally ill people, drug drug addicts, uh, sad sight to see. And it's almost was as a video game in that it was like a vacant, a vacant reality of what was once something. And we're driving around, and we're in pretty much close to the uh, Washington Monument, and we're go- driving past these restaurants with outdoor dining, and they have uh, you know, these BLM flags out. And what really struck me was driving past them, there wasn't a single black person at these tables. You know, it's, it's a bunch of white liberal elites that virtue signal by buying a flag or hanging a flag. And then we ended up in Anacostia, and you you were born in D.C., right? Yeah. It's Anacostia, right? Yep. That place was the saddest, saddest, most... I mean, it was so impoverished and destroyed. And it's right across the river from this, this liberal gluttony and hypocrisy. And they're out there brunching, cities destroyed around them. But they have their flag, and that's what counts. And then you go across the river, and it is... Uh, a complete tragedy, the state of that area, and they're, 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 they're just homeless people, and, and, and the, the poverty level, I think it's one of the poorer regions in the Northeast, or on the East Coast, and I, I just thought the irony that rather than actually do something to help make the black community stronger, they have a flag and they have their uh, avocado toast, and that's all that counts, so. It's uh, Avoc-
0: avocado toast. <laughs> I've yeah. had avocado toast. It actually tastes pretty good.
2: It's not bad, but if you yeah. get caught eating it, they'll assume you're a liberal Joe, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that.
0: Um, okay, well, I don't want that to be the case. So that would be.
1: <laughs> so the flag, the flag, a little segue, I wanna make sure I got sure. this on the screen before we end. Jake, we have a recurring segment on the show where we talk about how it's pride week mm-hmm. I and mean, we want to make sure everyone knows it's, it's pride month. Sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to sell oh my short. gosh, you no, know, recurring why, why are we segment are we doing about how this? it's pride month. Why, why are we doing this? About how it's pride month. He mentioned flag. So I'm using it as a segue, put up image one. This is the new gay flag. They changed the gay flag. Oh, that's so very it's not confusing. just the rainbow anymore. It's very they confusing. now have, they now have, well, it's, it's not just LGBT, it's LGBTQIA. It's don't I don't, I don't get it. Every year there's a new letter, but, put that image up again image one if 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 you if you get a couple of these flags and you rotate them put up image number two it kind of like show kind of shows what their agenda is all like
0: oh wow oh yeah
2: that's terrifying
0: wow whoa (laughs) all right put that up again Put that up again.
1: No, they don't use Guys, that. I just took four, four flags up next to each other.
0: I just turned them. And what do you get? Yeah. Symbolism. This is what they are. You don't have to be a QAnon supporter to, to believer to actually believe that. Because what are they doing? They're everything they say they're fighting against. But how about that one? That That's a, yeah. Ooh. yeah. I
2: mean, I guess you're kind of getting to the point in which you're getting to the point in which All lives matter, right, in that flag. I mean, they just keep adding colors and orientations and genders, and we're we're getting to that point. And I just would hope that people understand that, like, the the harping on the the existence of, you know, that every, every white guy is out to get every black guy, you know, it's... It's the tragedy of turning the people against themselves or against each other when everyone should see that the real the real Klansman in the room is the media. And it's a lot of these politicians and privileged white elites, you know, it's, it's, it's quite the unicorn situation, what these people have done. And, uh, you know, whatever, whatever we can do to help bring it to these communities that if they want a future, they better see the truth of where it's, where it's coming from and, and, and what the agenda is behind all of it. You know, essentially it's like you have a house and then you have a barn next to it and I decide that I want to rob your house so I light your barn on fire and you run out to put the fire out on the barn and I go in the back door of your house that you left open. That's what they're doing to society. They're creating a distraction to rob everything, everything in in a financial sense, in a freedom sense, in a liberty sense. They are setting a fire elsewhere and they're doing it with this propagandized push that everyone hates everyone. You're hate the you know hate the neighbor. Uh, create this create this never ending expanding booklet of hatred, and that you know hatred exists under every rock. And to be honest, the best the best time I ever had in my my twenties was in the inner city communities in Brooklyn. You know, there's a certain there's a certain beauty to the communities that have endured such suffering, and it, it reflects in the food. You go to Crown Heights, you have all up and down Franklin Avenue, Crown Heights, you have Haitian restaurants that you'd think you're on, on an island, and the diversity, uh, you know, much of those, many of those businesses, I'd say statistically, it's 60, 70% of them are, are, are done. They've closed the shops, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, really, it's really an unfortunate situation to find yourself in, and i've found more in common with the inner city communities myself than all of these privileged a-holes that continue to lecture down on everyone about race and hatred and division as they sit in their bougie restaurants in washington dc eating their avocado toast
1: so jake i don't know if you saw this there was another case in new york of a guy named Alberto Ramirez. You can go ahead and put up my screen. This guy, it, it, it it's very clear that there's two different justice systems in mm. New York. Mm-hmm. They throw the book yeah. at you guys, but this guy, he had three gun busts in four months, three three gun arrests in four mo- in a four month period. A lenient New York City judge let him out of jail, and then he fired a random shot into a crowd and killed an innocent father.
2: Yeah. How do we
1: square that circle?
2: Look, they picked some guy up on the A-Train with an AK-47 and two loaded mags a few weeks ago. It's it's incredible. So and it's, it's funny because- th- This
0: is what the left is though. They want to create that chaos. They want to create chaos in our communities and they want to stop us from being able to defend ourselves. They don't want accountability for them. They want accountability for us. To- by stopping the evil. They don't want
2: to stop the evil. They want the evil to, to perpetuate itself. I think this is a good time now for me to say what I've been wanting to say. Say it. I, um, by the time I had wrapped up my prosecution or persecution, they rolled out a new program in New York with bail reform. And so instead of charging someone bail, they wanted to charge me like $10,000 on bail and some you know, ridiculous amount for a, a, a kangaroo, a kangaroo court clown show. And, um... By the time they're rolling out the bail reform law, they've decided that cash bail is racist rather than just don't commit a crime, black, white, whatever, just don't commit a crime. And cash bail is racist, so we will incentivize people to come back to their court appearance regardless of the crime. You pretty much have to blast someone in, 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 in on a Park Avenue with a gun to actually get stuck in a jail cell. So they offered the incentive of a goodie bag. It was something like, A week-long Metro card, uh, a a cell phone, uh, a a, a visa prepaid gift card, and Mets tickets. And I thought that was great, because who wants to go see that? And (laughs) I, by the time (laughs) I was done, they were rolling that out. And I was extremely disappointed. I obeyed the laws. I came back from my appearances. I did the process. I picked up cans. And I didn't even get any Mets tickets. And I really wanted to make a point out of demanding that Cuomo send me my Mets tickets because I cannot wait for those games to open up. It is going to be something out of Mad Max. It is going huh. to be a stadium full All of people. All the criminals. Yeah, I mean, ed- anything below you know, a serial killer will be present watching the game. And I think they should start a TV series just based on these Mets games.
0: I, I actually think You that don't
2: even have to watch the game. Just get a camera in the parking lot.
0: I, I think that it is going to come to the place— In our country, where they're saying it's an insurrection and there will be one, I think it's getting to the place where the good people of this country are going to rise up and throw these terrorists out. I think it's coming to that. And I don't think it's that far away. I think we're really close to it. When you have school boards that are instituting critical race theory and letting them recruit kids to be gay, recruit kids. In school, second and third grade, when public broadcasting system is putting out videos of drag queens trying to convince kids that it's okay to be a drag queen. When they're doing those things and indoctrinating our kids, man, I got to tell you what, I don't know of many parents, grandparents, even people that don't have kids are going to put up for much longer. I just don't see it. So now they're trying to stuff this vaccine down your throat. Why are they trying so hard with it? Why are they trying so hard? Why are they trying so hard? And are they going to answer for the 450,000 people they killed in this country because they didn't want Trump to be right? Are they going to answer for it? Max, are they going to
1: answer for it? I doubt it. So I,
2: I, it. I, I went to school for economics and I, and I wanted to work in, in banking. And my real impending fear is that what they will use to create that chaos they will create again light the barn on fire they'll create a distraction they're running the economy off a cliff and the system will eventually break itself and the point is to have people in dire straits and i've seen it i mean i've seen i've seen addiction rates skyrocket homelessness skyrocket it's unbelievable it's 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 it's, it's horrible zombie it's, it's, apocalypse it, it, it almost re- it really is and it's <laughs> I think it's really by the end of the summer. You know I, I wanted to be an analyst and, and, and removing everything that is all the fluff and, and you know nonsense that's being fed to the American public. We're going to find ourselves in, in, in an economic crisis that will pale in compare or 2008 will pale in comparison to it and we'll never be able to get back out of it. And you know I'll leave it at this, but going back to the real estate thing, if you understand communist ideology, it's 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 the elites and the powerful seizing the means of, of of the economy. And so, in the instance, and this is what people you know they make it difficult to understand, so people don't want to understand it. But in 08, when the housing market collapsed, a lot of these these mortgage companies went into government stewardship. So, that in, in in a nutshell, it means that the government takes over their assets. So, any property that was Uh, defaulted upon uh the it's technically part of that asset that the government pulls into stewardship and then the government says we'll bail you out and then once you've restabilized and paid us back then we will return the assets back to you this time it's not going to be possible there will be no restabilization so my big fear especially having worked in multi-family huge housing developments huge condo rental projects in new york city you know four or five hundred units in a building new hotels all of those, I mean, Williamsburg, every hotel in Williamsburg is, is is in foreclosure proceedings now, and they're being seized by their, their you know, the, the lenders. So we're in stage two of what I think is, uh, stage one is the attack, stage two is the collapse, and then st- stage three is the reinvention of the economy as they see it. And, you know, if you were to really understand how many failed properties there are right now in the cities, Uh, that was all recently constructed, once they fail, the banks will take them. And once the banks fail, the government will bail them out. And with the current administration, my concern is that they have created an environment to avoid ever having the possibility of returning those assets back to private ownership. And then what do you do? do Max, what do you do when you have hundreds of thousands of vacant construction units all across the country, and the government is in
1: stewardship of them. What do you do? <laughs> it's it's well, you would think they would sell them. No, and they would probably How, get sold for very little. They national, go to auction. I mean, that's that's what that's what they should do, but it probably just they probably just crumble. Nationalize probably the housing. Nationalize the housing supply.
2: Everyone gets a free apartment. So
0: just like London. Yeah. Oh, but no, nope. you don't in London. Nope. You're giving preferential treatment to to uh, minorities and. Uh, immigrants over people that have lived there their whole lives and that have contributed to society their whole lives. That's what happens in London.
2: You know, Europe is a whole other story. I, I, half my family is from Spain, and I've watched Europe just r- degrade and, and fall to pieces, and it's, 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 it's turned also into a war zone. And I've always said that we were a few years behind Europe, and now it's here.
0: Now All we have to do to fight back is fight back. All we have to do is stand up. That's all we got to do. It's not hard. It's not hard. If we all walk up on the hill together, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, mean, that's the question. What are they going to do?
2: They will take the knees out of the working class in the next few months by making it so as if, Are we going to wait? Dry dry up the money, dry up the jobs, kill the businesses. You know, one of the the crazy things is the unemployment stuff is everywhere I've been. I I know hotel owners in New York City, uh, guys all up and down the East Coast, and they can't find employees. And it's not just a, a conspiracy theory headline that they like to say it is. No one wants to go back to work. And so at a certain point. You know, you're going to have business owners. There's a there's a someone sent me a a screenshot from a Facebook post of like what used to be the hottest brunch spot in my hometown in in New York. And the the place had to post saying we can't open this weekend. It's a brunch spot. Saturdays and Sundays are their best days. We can't open this weekend because we don't have the staff that wants to work. If you go down 23, which is like the major artery from the tri-state region into New York. Dunkin' Donuts has signs on their storefront saying, we don't have staff to staff this place, go down to the next one. And then that one has a sign, and then go down to the next one. And so everyone's going to wake up from this uh, drug-induced dream, and it's the drug of free money and government promises, which will end very quickly and be minimal. And they're going to wake up September when the unemployment, that bonus runs out, the eviction moratorium expires. And we're going to find ourselves in a complete, complete tornado of a disaster in this country.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got disasters all over the place. Did you guys see as we wrap up this episode of the podcast? do you guys see Joe Biden's overseas trips? You see, you, see, you see him go overseas. Was that when he forgot he, went, that he was president? He, 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 yeah, he forgot he was president. That's one that's of good. them. He got he got attacked by cicadas. Which anyone who's read the Bible, that's not a, that's not a very good. It's not a very good. Symbol. Yeah, because yeah, so, uh, they're like, uh, stop for, trying to
0: eat us. Let's see those.
1: Let's let's play the clip. I sent it to you over Messenger, Mr. Producer. Let's play Joe Biden getting attacked by what looks like a gigantic cicada. Uh, as he arrives at Joint Face Andrews, was that a cicada? I think was that really maybe a cicada? Oh. Right? Yeah. yep. Got attacked by a cicada. Then he went on stage and he told a bunch of. Men and women in uniform, United States military. Well, he, he had a very colorful description of what America's greatest threat was. I'll, I won't bury the lead. He said climate change is the biggest military threat to the United I, States. Let's, I thought he said let's, white let's play supremacy cut four.
2: the week before.
1: No, climate change. Oh. He says that the Joint Chiefs say it's climate change now. Mm. White supremacy, old news, last week. This time <laughs> it's climate change. Let's play cut four.
3: Multilateral action. We must all commit to an ambitious climate action if we're going to prevent the worst impacts of climate change limiting global warming to no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius lead the the global transition to clean energy technology. You know, when I went over in the tank in the Pentagon, when I first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. Because there'll be significant population movements, fights over land, millions of people leaving places because they're literally sinking below the sea in Indonesia.
1: So that's the greatest thing. Greatest threat facing the United States. And then no, this the, is the, ba- one. the biggest
3: threat is
0: the coup on the American people that happened in November. That's the biggest wow, threat. The biggest threat change. are these clowns that are being allowed to we're, we're allowing to walk through our society and destroy everything we stand for and recruit kids and destroy basic principles of education where they make these places job farms for terroristic leftists but they f- they leave the kids out. That The greatest
1: threat right now
0: is the leadership in our not. country
1: that is not leaders. They were never elected. I disagree. I disagree. The greatest threat, I think Joe Biden's right, the greatest threat is a bunch of Indonesian men and women apparently running here because they can't live in Indonesia anymore. That's what he just said, that Indonesia will be underwater and therefore the United States is at risk. Not quite sure about that one. And the last one to round out the show, Joe Biden saying that he, sometimes he forgets that he's actually president Let's play cut five.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Sydney, you're 14 years old. Well, I was 14. If you pl- please, at ease. I keep forgetting I'm president.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when I was 14 years here. old, cut it. I would not tell a hokey
1: story. It's about to tell a hokey story. But one of the reasons he might be forgetting he's president. Go to my screen is he might be not be doing the president things might be Jill Biden. This is Jill Biden tweeting Mm. out prepping for the G7. Why is uh, she has a doctorate? She has a doctorate in in uh, community college education. Why is she on Air Force One prepping for the G7? What what what, what's going on here? It's a stage photo. What what's in that binder?
0: what what in the world are we seeing
2: i'll go off on a tangent on the g7 did you did you see the did you see the article that was posted that macron is demanding that a g7 liquidate all of their physical gold holdings to no but i i did bail see macron Africa. get slapped
1: he did i he did i did it, see, it, see macron get really slapped bad. the other day that was fun
2: yeah uh, well that guy's gonna rot in jail for the rest of his life <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they want to liquidate much of, the, I guess, the EU. Nah, he
0: was Antifa. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna
2: get. It. Uh, they, they're gonna liquidate much of the EU's gold, or their. Cur- that's what Macron, because he's run France so well. Uh, he wants to liquidate the gold reserves <laughs> to bail out Africa. Which, to me, if you understand the dynamics of Africa, most of those European countries and you know, p- you know, shadow governments that have you know propped up, uh, you know mining whatever all of all of the robbery that's taken place in the continent of Africa has pretty much been done so at uh the hands of the corporations of Europe and it's 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 ironic that they're essentially saying let us sell the people's gold reserves to i guess bail out probably what will end up most of the money end up back in the hands of the corporations yeah. that have 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 uh, prevented Africa from developing and and, and, you know have have robbed the resources of the continent so it's wonderful we live in we live in a wonderfully upside down ironic world sadly
0: doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be yeah people stand up i mean that's the whole thing look it's not comfortable waking up every day with a fighting spirit knowing that you're on the hill and you're on the beach every day you're on it every day, you're, you, you, you you constantly are going towards truth, you're constantly telling truth, you're t- constantly trying to inform people what's going on, and you got Facebook standing against you, you got Twitter standing against you, you know, the human right, being on their platform is a human right, right? You got all of these platforms and media companies that are lying about you, it's hard to wake up every day, it's hard to stand on the hill, it's tough, but it's also worth it, it's worth it. If you want to save the country,
1: you have to stand up. Yeah, you got to stand up, which is a great way to end the podcast today. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. We go live Monday through Friday on Facebook, Live, Twitch, Ronald and v. conservative-daily.com. Wrong music. Um. So make sure you check that. That's at two p.m. Eastern. We go live there. Just check out all the links in the description. Make sure you check out the sponsors: Burna HD, Air Medicare Network. Make sure you check them out. And if you haven't already, do make sure you subscribe to the audio version because that's how we prove the numbers to our advertisers. Thank you, Jake, for for stopping in today. Really, I mean, I, I've read about your story. It's really interesting to hear it because it's a lot of it is not what the media it's told us. That's for sure. Starter.
2: It's definitely started a lot yeah. of conversations. Oh, yeah. Open it's, it, it's
1: definitely definitely an icebreaker. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is
0: Joe Oatman. I'm
1: joined by... Jake Freho. And remember, right. everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.